Switched On on F104 and I'm joined by journalist with the Irish Examiner, Alison O'Reilly. Hello. Hi, how are you, Louise? Thanks for having me on. Thank you for chatting to me. So fentanyl, we've been hearing a lot about it over the last couple of weeks. It's 60 times more stronger than heroin and they're saying it's on the rise in Europe. What do we know about it at the moment? I think it's a, it's a massive problem because um, it comes in the wake of like a, a Taliban-introduced ban on the, the Afghan poppy. Mm-hmm. And, and that crop obviously has stalled. And like that would make up about 90% of the heroin that floods into Europe and um, around the world has all been, you know, the ripple effect on that when the, when this is all kind of burned and stalled. And so, you know, addiction still continues, drug dealing still continues, but there's a drought. So then there's a big, big demand. And, you know, this is um, an opioid, like it's a, it's a synthetic like, so it's, it's very, very strong. And unlike with heroin, you know, um, you can inject heroin and you can smoke heroin and, you know, you might be okay depending on the, the dosage and your tolerance. But um, fentanyl, you can die from smoking it. So it's, it's seriously lethal. And, you know, there's a, a, a big fear about it um, hitting the streets in, in Ireland because it's, it's expected to bring many deaths, you know, and... Yeah. Anybody who's working in that industry is bracing themselves for it. Um, and I think a lot of the clinics in the city centre where a huge heroin uh, problem is. I mean, Ireland is, has a heroin epidemic and it's had it since the 80s. Um, but the problem now is, you know, um, when there's drought, then there's a demand for another drug. And it just so happens that fentanyl is, is stronger and, and can kill you quicker. And, you know, there's been so many deaths in America. So it's causing fear but when you're in a grip of a monstrous addiction a lot of the time people don't think about what they're taking they just need to get something into them because they're so sick and they're withdrawing or they need something and that's when all the accidental overdoses happen. So what's happening then with organisations here how can they or can they prepare for it? Well I was speaking to Dr Austin O'Carroll and I was speaking to Dr. Austin O'Carroll, who uh, works in one of the clinics in the city centre, and he was saying that it is actually an opportunity to prepare for this and to have these, you know, potential um, high numbers of, of overdose deaths. And that was basically just to, um, you know, advise people, first of all, that this is going to happen. And it's very, very, uh, very difficult to try and stop something like this happening. But... That's where we, we, we need to see, you know, these injection centres opening up, um, you know, supervised use of drugs. I mean, a lot of people are against this, but it is actually proven to save lives to be um, taking drugs in a kind of supervised place where there's access to uh, medicine or medical health if things go wrong, and things often go wrong, and uh, particularly in the cold and or maybe somebody's withdrawing, and especially when there's a drought you can accidentally take too much the next time and that could end up um, killing you. And so, you know, there's so many families all over the, the country who are devastated by the plight of drugs. And there isn't a town or village in Ireland that hasn't been impacted or hammered by drug addiction. Um, but there's still a terrible stigma with it. So when you say things like, you know, oh, we could prepare for this and we could be opening injection centres, we could be bringing in more methadone and having methadone available so that, you know, if there's methadone there, um, the likelihood of you going looking for fentanyl or something else um, is, is less. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's a kind of a preventative measure. However, um, you know, when you talk about these things, people are just kind of want to have a zero tolerance. They're kind of saying things like, you know, um, oh, well, we shouldn't have heroin or heroin addicts anyway. We shouldn't be, you know, opening up these injection centres anyway. We shouldn't be doing anything like that. We just bury our head in the sand. But the thing is, like, drug addiction is there. Drugs, the streets are awash with drugs. You saw, you know, the largest... Um, the largest shipment of drugs ever to come into Ireland and um, being caught off the, the, the Wexford coast and then, you know, aiming for Cork. So, like, this, like, it's always coming. It's always on the way. And with every massive shipment, you know, that is stopped, hundreds of others get through. So we do have to prepare for these things. And we can't just have a zero tolerance and say, look, we just can't be happening. Well, why should, why should we be opening injection centres? Why should people be on the methadone programme? Why should we prepare for this? Well, you know, we'll be burying people if we don't. And that's the bottom line. What are our drug pro- programmes like in the city at the moment? Obviously, they're not dealing with fentanyl right now, but mm. for other drugs that we have. Methadone is the licensed replacement for heroin yeah. in this country. And, I mean, it comes with its, its warnings as well. Methadone um, would have the same impact as kind of stabilising, but th- th- stabilising someone who, who has a heroin addiction. However, um, it's highly addictive itself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some people are on it forever. Some people are on it for, for just too long and it shouldn't be that way. People should be encouraged to come off methadone, but a lot of the clinics would tell you it's a case-by-case case basis and some people do need to stay on it long term. The whole point is that you replace the heroin with a legal substitute and then, you know, with counselling and a whole holistic approach, you know, um, a testing of urine every week to see that you're not mixing your heroin with something or mixing your methadone with something, that there's no mix there, that you're actually mm. illegal drug free, and then you should be allowed to um, reduce the um, amount of methadone that you take in those clinics every week. Now, some people, you know, don't like hanging around those clinics, and um, some people get takeouts. Um, some have moved their prescription to their local pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's become, you know, a little bit more acceptable. However, there are some pharmacists and GPs in the country that just will not bring methadone into their clinics. And that causes a huge problem for people down the country. So you'll have people like travelling to Dublin to get methadone for the week. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's miserable. Like That is a miserable existence just because of shame and stigma. Um, so it does come with its warnings. It is highly addictive, but it is only meant to be a short-term replacement for a heroin addiction. But that is not how it works on a case-by-case basis. That's not how it works in reality. And I suppose it's um, and you that... can see why. You know, you can see why. Absolutely, and I'd say it's because also it can be monitored as well, and it's been mm. kept track of. Do we need more education then around drugs? Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, Dublin was flattened with a heroin epidemic in the 80s when um, it all came into the inner city. And it just was an absolute disaster for people. So many people died from overdoses and there was little or no support for them. And then the methadone clinics opened and it was, you know, this replacement for the heroin. Um, But now it's a mix of everything. It's not just dealing with a heroin addiction or a methadone addiction or a cocaine addiction. It's probably all three. And, you know, there's 
so many different types of drugs. People are taking E and speed and coke and heroin and anything to get their hands on. Then there's prescription tablets. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of users would sell their their mm. prescriptions to other users and then, you know, have to go looking for a replacement for themselves. There's an awful lot of that going on as well. Um, and fentanyl is in the, the black market, you know, yeah. and um, and that, that's the danger. That, that's the danger, you know. And I suppose it's the mix and it's a cocktail of drugs now. So if you're trying to deal with somebody who's on um, taking drugs, you have to find out what type of drug they're on, what drugs they're on, and how they all affect you differently. Um, you know, if you have like, you could have a cocaine-induced psychosis, um, but you might also be taking ecstasy as well. And they all have to be dealt with separately. So it's, a, it's really, really complex. And, you know, people are snorting coke just to get through the day. Yeah, um, yeah. And and people forget as well, you know, then prescribed medication like Xanax are highly addictive. Mm. Like they are highly addictive. But because they're prescribed medication, um, people think they're more acceptable. Yeah. But they are addictive. And if anybody's been on um, uh, Xanax, they would know that in order to come down off them or to um, wean off them, as you would say, is you should just do it really, really slowly because if you stop taking Xanax suddenly, you will have everything from shakes, headaches, fear, terrible paranoia, and that's why everything has to be done very, very slowly. Yeah, with anyone with a medical who's, who's professional, addicted. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's done, it, you know, it has to be supervised. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's the same as well with people who are trying to get clean and off uh, the likes of heroin or coke or whatever, they're going into those clinics and they're all supervised mm-hmm. withdrawals, you know. Yeah. Um, it's not just a case of cold turkey, you know, locked in the room and sweat it out. But you can die from that, like, that's very dangerous. Now, there'll be people listening saying, oh, that's the only way to do it. And, of course, there are people who have just done it cold turkey, as they say, and they just go and hit it head on. Yeah, but, but there are no, no two people are the same. And it is definitely not advised. It's supposed to be done in a supervised um, in a supervised area with, you know, medical intervention. Somebody there to look after you, and it's done slowly. And they can give you medication to help you withdraw properly, and um, in a safe environment. So it's a very, very dangerous thing to do drugs. Or it's just extremely dangerous. Yeah. The risk of overdosing, going into shock, you know, a withdrawal. Nobody knows what that's like unless you've gone through it, and it's meant to be absolutely shocking, you know. Um, and it's complex. So There's a lot it's to it. It's very complex yeah. because it's not just about getting off the drugs. It's then dealing with yourself and the reason why you went on them in the first place. Mm-hmm. So there's mental health. You know, there's the physical symptoms. There's the whole addictive side. Why the causes, the root problems? Because <clears throat> I just think addiction is addiction. You know, addiction is addiction no matter what it is. And um, whether you're a workaholic, okay, it's, it might be less severe, you're not taking a substance, but right over to, you know, sex addiction, cocaine addiction, heroin addiction, alcoholism. And um, these are, it, it's an addiction. And it's that, whatever you're taking or doing is just a symptom of the problem. So yeah, while you can remove the substance or the behavior, then you have to get to the root of why you ended up there. And that's the hardest step for people when they're trying to get off drugs. And to even just get on a program to wean yourself off or to stay safe when you're on the street and you're not using the clinic and you're just in a full-blown addiction, 
you know, who, how do you get through to those people? It's yeah. very, very difficult. It's very, very difficult. Very I difficult. feel very sorry for, for, for people in addiction, in live addiction. Just people, a lot of people think they're a nuisance and it's, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a nightmare. And mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, families and partners and kids who've grown up in that environment, it's absolutely devastating because it's just you and your addiction and you would sell your own granny. To, to get what you need in order to feed that monstrous addiction yeah. and that is a horrible way sad. to be yeah, yeah it's very sad it is it Alison is. O'Reilly with the Irish Examiner thank you so much for chatting to us thanks very much Louise